0: G'day film fans, I'm Dave. And I'm John, and Jeff's a little bitch. And welcome oh, back and to again. The Love of Cinema, a part in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye.
1: That's right. And to keep us honest, we've made this a drinking game.
0: A drinking game. There's oh. that
1: sound you love to hear. Yeah, <laughs> so if you will say anything negative or stupid about the movie or the world or anything, you'll hear this sound. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. And that means we're drinking so pour yourselves a glass and strap yourselves in as we try to go fucking spoiler free for about five minutes
0: yeah hang on tight with us for this one folks we are talking about spider-man no way home before i pass it back to dave to try to spoiler free set that up uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out. The sponsors, he is our beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barozzo. You've heard his name a million times. I challenge you to go to Instagram and give him a follow if you have not. The new handle, cbarozo.beer, C-B-A-R-R-O-Z-O-B-A-R dot B-E-E-R. Did say three? B-E-E-R dot beer, baby. <laughs> give that man a follow. I just checked myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not even drunk yet, although I haven't <laughs> eaten much today. hmm And as always, the music you hear on this episode and every single episode is provided by the artist, Dasein. That's Dasein, D-A-S-E-I-N. Head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist, and you can download all that music for free. All right. I just saw this movie. Dave saw it a few days ago. Anyone Mm -hmm. who has seen this movie knows it's hard to talk about without ruining anything. But I'm going to pass it back to my co-host, Dave, and see if he can set this up without fucking it up for anybody who is holding out. Dave, what's the deal, that's,
1: that's right. So we saw Spider-Man No Way Home, and we're going to make this spoiler-free. So that's all, film fans. We'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, we'll see you. Have a great show. Thanks. Have a good time, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go there's, almost, <laughs> there's almost
1: no way to talk about this movie without spoiling it. Man, we're going to try. The, the spoiler-free hard. section is going to be quick, so keep an ear out, uh, because eventually we are going to completely ruin this movie. Um, <laughs> basically, the, the plot goes along the lines of, with Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help, when a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. There you go, Good line. We've all seen the trailers. We know we know yeah. we we know we yeah. get some villains. Um yeah. and so we're basically the the first what 10 minutes of this, we're gonna talk about just the stuff you've seen in the
0: trailer. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the filmmaking. And first, I, I would like, because Dave, I have a feeling you're gonna be able to talk about this pretty well. Um I remember enjoying Far From Home uh, with um, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio,
1: right? I thought you did a great job.
0: Yeah, me too. And I liked the twist. And um, this movie gives you at least the impression that it picks up kind of right where that left off, right? Almost Mm -hmm. in real time, if not like a week later, basically. Yeah, or like just like not too long afterwards. Uh, so it's, maybe it's
1: seconds afterwards. It's a second after. So yeah. can you just tell yeah.
0: people that? Let's at least make people understand that when they because I I think I could have used a I may have rewatched that so movie I, before. I, I saw think it by this now I, I think that. by
1: now we can ruin Far From Home, right? Um, I think so. so. Yeah. Let's Yeah. Basically, yeah. Far From Home ends with uh, what was a big thing with uh, Jay Jonah Jameson revealing Spider Man's identity or Mysterio revealing Spider Man's identity to the world on J. Jonah, Jameson, uh, J. Jonah Jameson's.
0: Uh, Webcast. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Fuck he runs you, the he runs the <laughs> the Daily Bugle. He's basically like an Alex Jones style,
1: yeah, news reporter. Yeah, that they, they kind of took a spin they, but on the, that the, with the, this one. The biggest thing, the biggest thing from that is the guy playing him. It was the same guy that played yes him in other movies, and everybody freaked out about that. And it was like, oh, what does that mean? What does it mean? And anyway,
0: um, yeah, this movie literally from, uh, picks up yeah what's his name his, his name his is uh oh, god, god damn it from whiplash what is his name dave help me out we all, we I, all know I, his fucking <laughs> name oh my god jk simmons <laughs> jesus christ sorry get back sorry continue
1: continue yeah jk simmons the most hard to recognize person ever um yeah no he uh and basically this movie picks up seconds after that there's like they're standing on the street it happens on like screens seconds. everywhere. Right. Fuck me. It and, wasn't real uh, time. Not yeah. a week, folks.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, uh,
1: <laughs> then it goes on from, then a little bit of time passes and it, it rolls on from there. Um, yeah. As we said, try and fix it. Yeah. Always go see a wizard.
0: Whenever, in when in doubt in the MCU, <laughs> Dr. Strange is probably <laughs> there to pick up the mess or explain something or clarify, or, I mean, yeah. Uh, So that is literally how this thing begins. Like you are reminded very quickly with some some kind of widespread exposition, the way they kind of move across the world, affects the TV, affects him, it starts affecting, we draw right into the characters and we're off with basically Peter Parker trying to have to deal with the fact that now everybody knows who he is and the world is paying a lot of attention to it it's not like yeah yeah it's not like they find out and then like it takes a few days for it to like really take effect like within minutes the crowds are around him there are helicopters hovering outside of his apartment he can't be normal everyone knows who he is he can't go to school normally and i think we can give this away um uh which we can talk about whether or not this this landed for you in terms of uh character stakes But the way that they were trying to play this out so that Peter Parker being revealed is going to have an effect on more than just Peter Parker is they try to show you how it affects the people around him. Aunt May, Hmm. his two best friends, uh, MJ and Ned. And one way they try to handle this is that um, they are all applying to colleges and they don't get in to any of the colleges they want to go to, specifically their top choice Uh, MIT. I don't think that that's a bad spoiler. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's.
1: that's, I mean, that's basically your inciting incident. That you all you've done is give him a little bit of yeah, uh, like this is how the plot moves. So yeah, we're good there. We're clear. (laughs) Yeah, I think we're okay there. So
0: then you know, and then uh, Peter right there at that point decides got to try to fix this. So just as in the trailer, Hmm. he goes to Doctor Strange and asks him to figure out a way to have the world forget. They can't turn back time because we don't have the uh, the, stone, the time stone's gone. Right, yeah. the time stone is gone. So he tries to get him to cast a spell where everyone will forget him, and then it goes into a series of. But I don't want uh, MJ to and forget all me. Hell breaks <laughs> loose. Yeah. He messes with the um, spell. It doesn't go yeah. well, and then we're basically we, for the next hour. Wouldn't you say for the next hour, it's him slowly realizing the the consequences of the spell, and then we will get to the spoiler section where the other Mm. aspects of the consequences start to take place over the last 45 minutes or so.
1: Now, I just want to quickly do a couple of numbers because it has, it has come up that this is now the second highest grossing opening of a film ever.
0: Fucking crazy. Um,
1: 587.2 million global. And that's without China.
0: And that was last night too. They haven't opened too. in China yet. I know that that was a whole. That's that's only been three solid yeah, days. That so that was last night's number on IMDb. I don't know at the end of today. It's still, will the, be. It's
1: still the same. Um, well, I don't. It's they don't. Basically, they. Ca- that's the opening weekend. This is the opening, like the opening weekend. Unbelievable. It's broken, it's One week. Sony's in. Sony's biggest movie ever. Um, in an opening weekend, it's like basically two hundred oh, what was it uh, five hundred and eighty-seven point two million. Well, yeah.
0: for for US and Canada, I've got a 260. 260. Over here yeah, on IMDb, yeah, which is god yeah. damn, that's nothing to shake a stick at. MCU is just, pretty tight just with to their put their things in numbers, perspective. But.
1: Um the the overseas markets, it was um, it increased on the openings of Spider-Man Far From Home 72%, Homecoming by 113%. Uh, F9 Fast Saga, it blasted past it 210% of what it earned in its opening weekend.
0: Would you have any theories it's, on that? By the way, I'm curious if you, because these are um, these are like pre-pandemic numbers. Oh I yeah. mean, we are living it's in abs- the middle of absolutely. Omicron, I mean, and we have f- seen we've seen a few big movies come out recently, and no one has even come close to this. In case anyone hasn't figured this out yet, we try to go see these movies in person. That's why we always talk to each other about what your experience was like in the theater. Uh, this was nuts, Dave. Let's just share. What, let's reiterate oh my what you said God. to us last week when we were prepping for West Side Story. Dave texted us and said, I hope you motherfuckers have already gotten your tickets for next week for Spider-Man because it was already like totally packed and sold out in a lot of New York mm. theaters for the entire fucking weekend. I'm living in L.A. Same deal. I waited until today, Monday, before we recorded this because it was so packed. Not totally sold out, but I didn't want to sit in the front left seat, you know, of some yeah, no. 3.20 a.m. showing. Like, every single showing was packed. Crazy. Dave, why do you think that happened? What do you think about this movie? I, I why, think there were well, four was, other Eternals releases this year, right? Or was this, I mean, four, well, was, excuse was, me. Marvel, four, yeah. Four there, Marvel well, releases total.
1: Yeah, I mean, Shang-Chi was right on the back of the pandemic. That was kind of testing the waters. Um, and the numbers for that weren't bad. But it also, like, it wasn't a blockbuster. But Spider-Man is one of the most fucking beloved characters in the MCU. And everybody just went, fuck it. Okay. They really went for it. Yeah. And, like, every theater was packed. I'm not even kidding. Like, the only one I could find seats in that were decent until I got really lucky um, was, like, a 2.30 in the morning screening at Lincoln Center. And I'm yeah. like, I'm not seeing this at 2.30 in the morning. No, no, and then dude, try no. to make notes on the train home <laughs> yeah. while people are throwing up next to me on the train. No. Um, I'm going to, like, I, 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 back and forth, I was trying to find two seats because my wife was going to come with me. And then in the end, we decided that she was kind of a little bit burnt out on, uh, on superhero movies. And my just at that moment, <laughs> she, somebody yeah. somebody freed up a seat in Roe H Center in IMAX. At were you, Center. Were you so,
0: surrounded, though? Were you in, like, was it a packed yeah, event? Oh, yeah. yeah there, was not a, no. there was
1: not an empty seat anywhere. Uh maybe maybe two down the front, like front left, the uh, where you didn't turn up.
0: Honestly, and, dude. Uh, I feel yeah, you.
1: it was everybody just was like, No, it's Spider Man. Fuck it, we're going. And but I will say, every single fucking person in my theater was wearing a mask.
0: Thank God. Yeah, that's good. It's been mm. weird with the movie theaters because, you know, people they refreshments, you know, people take their mask yeah. off while they eat sometimes, but, like- but- uh yeah, it
1: was like, but if they if they were eating popcorn, the mask came down, the popcorn went in, the mask came up like that. And I was doing the same. It was like
0: because good. I'm sure popcorn. everybody was more concerned because it was so packed too. But uh, did you have the uh I saw it today at 1230 on a Monday, 1230 p.m. folks, on a Monday, and it was still a a very crowded, big, big theater. It wasn't the IMAX, it was, but it was one of the big digital ones. Um, and uh it felt like an event viewing. There were people, lots oh, of yeah. group laughter, group yeses, like fuck yeah, group tears, group like people were very there were, invested there were in the roof. I this want to experience. say
1: four times when the roof came off my fucking theater.
0: Yeah, it was at it least felt like that for sure.
1: Four or five times where the like that one moment they show you from Avengers Endgame on the internet. There's four or five times that theater erupted.
0: Wow, wow, yeah. yeah I don't think mine was quite that out of control, but. And there was mm. a. You heard kids' voices. You heard adult voices. And this was. And, and this was nine thirty in the morning. For sure. I went
1: at nine thirty in the morning because <laughs> oh it was the God, only place they, I could get a spare seat. And at nine thirty in the morning, and people were fucking pumped. So yeah, it was, that's
0: crazy. Well, you know what? MCU has been on top. Marvel, Disney, they've been on top for a while now. So I, I do want to talk about mm. that as we move Although forward. Although this um, is a Sony film, so that is true. This is a Columbia it's Pictures, a Sony, Sony, Sony yes. Pictures uh, co-production. Yeah, well, I would it's love kind to of like business on that because Marvel right? does have it, well, some. Kind was, of- that was this was the one that would, infamously there was a
1: big fight about they weren't gonna like they were both pulling out and they weren't gonna do it and then Tom Holland himself interceded and went, "Look, guys, we're we're onto a good thing here. Can we work this out?" And they got went back in and they worked out a deal and I bet they're fucking glad they did now. Like third highest grossing opening yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Be, it's going to be a billion dollar movie split three ways. Also,
1: I have to say, not undeservedly, like this is tight in every aspect as far as I'm concerned. This is a fucking great movie.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, we haven't really done it yet. Why don't you give, do you want to give the two cents, our general two cents, and then we'll go into yeah. spoilers? Or do we, want to yeah, go, this... do we want to wrap up our just general conversation about uh, seeing it and maybe talking about the business side and some filmmaking and then go into spoilers? What, what would you like to do?
1: Um let's let's uh, my two cents. So I'm just gonna go straight into it. Um yeah, I had a fucking blast. I there was not a thing or really I didn't like about this. There's one point where it sorta of slowed down a bit for me, but even then it, oh, it,
0: oh, geez, it I just started.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, just preemptively just... Um,
0: yeah, hold on, I feel like it was coming whether I liked it or not. We'll 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 tear apart that in a second. But yeah, what did you what did you love about it? I wanna ask you the other thing a little bit later I mean, when we have some Criticism. Tom Tom Holland just
1: gets better and better at fleshing out this character for for one. Uh, He's he's really really, he's really leaned into it now, and like the thing is, when it does get like it's all fun, and then it like it gets a bit dramatic because that's what a good superhero film does, and he leans into that perfectly. Uh, I want to say Zendaya's MJ is my
0: favorite of any of the MJ's. Nice, dude. So you overall, you felt like it was. I hate, I don't want to have the, the, the comparative conversation, but there was just so many, you know, there's, this is a huge universe of films. There's so many excellent movies. We have over 25 movies now, right. Mm. That are. Yeah. Was this number 27, 28? This is something there. I don't think they've crossed 30. Every time
1: I count them, I, they they make more and I lose count.
0: Um, Is this one of your faves? Do you think like this this is is one of my faves? One of my absolute faves. Yeah. Nice dude. Good for you.
1: Um,
0: Mm. I, I had a good time in the theater. I, I, I'm going to have a little bit of criticism later in the episode, but this, I feel the same way about this that I have said before about these recent Marvel movies. I, I am so thankful that there is a whole niche of filmmaking that is dominated by this genre, that people who want to go in and have these kinds of experiences are getting like the absolute best version they could possibly have. Like the production yeah. value, the love and care that they put into the development of these characters, these scripts over time, connecting the universe. Again, I'm trying not to spoil or anything, but this, if you this are is a by fan no of means. this kind of stuff, if you're a fan of th- the universe that they are creating, I, I don't know if, this, if there's going to be a movie that's going to speak more to you on that than this one. So if you love that mm. aspect of what they have done over the past 15, 16 years, get ready if you haven't seen this yet. Because I think... I think you're going to I think you're going to be really really satisfied. <laughs> They've
1: come I a mean, long way from that version of Fantastic Four they made just to keep the rights that they never ever released and nobody Jesus ever saw. Jesus Christ. Look dude, it up. Yeah. That's a real thing. It's terrible.
0: It is, dude. <laughs> now I still I may I, I may mm. I'll have some, I'll oh, have some criticisms. Oh, come on. I'll <laughs> have some criticisms when we get into the spoilers a little bit. Um, but it's nothing to say like w- once again, these are just such impressive impressively made movies. If you if you don't want to see this kind of movie, sure, you might not have a good time. You know, you, you might not always mm. be in the mood to see another superhero movie. But if you love yeah. superhero movies, if you want to go have this kind of experience, if you're in for the whole serial thing that they are doing, this is just another wonderful addition to it. I, I think I did have yeah. more fun in Shang-Chi if, this year just because it was fresh. I think I enjoyed the aspect that it what was he, new. What he's saying is if,
1: if you're Ridley Scott or Martin Scorsese, you're probably not going to have fun in this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and again, I might uh, I might put well, on my might. Scorsese cap a little bit later in this episode. Buzz we can the discuss. shit out of you if you didn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for it, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to make it sound like it was a negative thing. I am uh, once again. You can't sit in that theater without being surrounded by hundreds of fans who love this shit. And and have a negative experience. It would be hard. That I would energy, challenge yeah. you to try to have like a if, negative. if you sit in a half empty yeah. theater,
1: maybe you'll have a, a like a slightly not as positive experience. But oh my god, I walked out of this so pumped. And then of course, nobody in my circle of friends had seen the movie because they couldn't get tickets. So <laughs> I couldn't talk, I've it. been able to talk to anyone about it. Would you
0: see it Saturday morning or Friday morning? Friday morning, yeah. So like basically within 12 hours of it opening, you'd already yeah. seen it. So we needed to, yeah. That's one
1: other thing I want to touch on as well, too. Um, Tuesday night, so this is two days before the movie's open. the thing's previewed. Suddenly, social media is flooded with spoilers. Like, people blowing every what? single surprise in the movie. Two days before, like, obviously, they got a preview screening somewhere, and then went, oh, we're first, and put it on the fucking internet. Stop you know what, doing that. You
0: know what? Oh, damn it. Can you not hear that? I'm buzzing everybody. Nope, I'm just going to nope, buzz nope. you. I don't get no <laughs> uh, Fuck everyone. Fuck everyone who did that. What is wrong with you? Just... Don't do that. You're not cool for doing that. Yeah, all
1: you're doing is getting yourself blocked because every
0: time some shit like that turns up on my profile,
1: block. I never look at anything you've written ever again. You've done your dash. Yeah. So fucking stop it.
0: All right, folks, we are, I don't know how far, we're probably, but we're almost 20 minutes into uh, this episode. I think we have all been very, we've been very polite to not spoil this anymore. Go watch the movie if you don't want to listen to us talk about it, or if you don't give a shit, stay on. If you've seen it, stay on. Uh, I'm going to pick it apart a little bit more. For the love of God
1: stop uh, listening right now
0: yeah don't you it, yeah just give yourself a chance because the catharsis of the things that do get revealed later in the movie they're they're fun if you're if you're into it if you're digging what the movie is it's it gets more fun as it goes on so just stop the podcast and go watch it if you don't want to hear us talk about that okay i'm going to take a huge little gulp here
1: <laughs> you and i want to ask say you that.
0: well i want to ask you about the um I want to ask you about what you said uh, you were starting to say that it felt like it slowed down just a little bit for you at, at one point, And then I, I think I buzzed you cause I, I gushed you cause I thought you were only saying <laughs> exclusively nice things. I'm just curious, where did it slow down for you? Or should we just give uh, them the, uh, should we give them the little recap of what happens for the rest of this movie?
1: Okay. Well, basically as I was saying, and this is a major spoiler, last warning, major, major spoiler. spoiler.
0: This is your fault. So if you this is going to blow it
1: for you. <laughs> it's going to blow the surprise that everyone else is trying to blow on the internet. Um, When that portal opens and you see the spider suit, my audience immediately recognized that spider suit. Lost their minds. Like, I had to read lips of the next fucking line. So basically, yes, the rumors are true. We do get some extra Spider-Man in this one.
0: The but both of them,
1: the other live action Spider Man, the other live
0: action Spider
1: Man, Spider Man, that and like that in itself was great. But then the, it was the lab scene for me, where it was they were just bouncing off each other, and it that's where it kind of slowed down. But I think we needed that a little bit because of what came after with the, like the gigantic fucking action piece at Statue Liberty. Yeah, but I'm gonna, if, I'm for gonna me that was you, that dude. slowed down a little bit. Thing. I completely and it was, agree. I was like, this is, a, this is a little bit of fan service now.
0: And now I'm just going to put out the disclaimer that I am, as I always say when we talk about these Marvel movies, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Marvel. Like, I don't ever want to sound like I'm, I'm not a fan of Marvel. I, I guess I might be more of a fan of the original, like, 20, because I, I really didn't follow comic books very closely when I was growing up. So it was really fun getting to know that initial Whatever hmm. the phase was that ends with the last Avengers, what, what phase does that end in, Dave? The uh, Infinity War?
1: Um, I think it's phase two.
0: Okay, so whatever phase one and Maybe two. Maybe that's
1: phase, phase three. I can't, I can't remember. I don't remember what real phase fun. we're up to. Uh,
0: you know, I think that's whenever, phase three. 2006, 2007, whenever Iron Man was. I had a real good time. And I'm still, I stand by what I said earlier. These are extremely impressive movies. Like, So it's more about just if you're as an audience member, are you in the mood to, to continue with this? I will say that just big picture, and I would, you know, if I was friends with Kevin Feige, I would like to ask him this question just as a business model. They release so many films a year, and now they have Disney Plus streaming, which is awesome because they have two or three series mm-hmm. being released every six months. They have two or three the, series being big released. Big fucking
1: reveal on that, too, the day before Spider-Man came out. Yeah,
0: so they have a bunch of crap coming out, right? So I, I, guess, I guess my question would be now... uh, it it kind of feels like this whole thing, this whole Marvel um, business, is turning into a little bit of the the serialized, kind of like Buck Rogers. There's a there's a there's an element of there's always going to be more, so don't worry if you miss this one. There's always going to be previous ones, so if you like this mm. one, you can go back and watch a lot. So some of the scarcity is being taken away from this, and I think for me, like a of an audience member like me, I think. I would benefit a little bit more from having less releases a year. I think if I had only seen one, maybe two a year, I would have been way more excited the following year to see one, maybe two. It's a little mm-hmm. overwhelming now. Um, but again, that being said, this movie is so well made that if you are on board for that and you want to get... This is the most like serialized feeling of these kinds of movies that I have watched yet because of this aspect where they basically... I'm not saying it's fan service. That sounds too cheap. But I think everyone has been really excited, curious, whatever, about how they were eventually going to bring... There's a lot of different ways they're trying to create the metaverse, right? How was Spider-Man going to do it? This was how. I think people were (laughs) Spider-Man's going to
1: fight Zuckerberg? It's the multiverse, (laughs) not metaverse.
0: honestly, they were like, (laughs) how are we going to get these fucking people in the same movie? So I'm not going to lie. When they all walked out, when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up, I was like, all right, here we go. This, I kind of felt like this movie was made for the fans and not for people maybe more like myself who were attracted mm. to the original first two phases because it was new to me and it always had story and character moving forward. This one felt a little isolated and a little Again, bit more so, like we're going to have some fun and we're going to get would, everyone you have ever heard of in this fucking Spider-Man universe and we're going to have them all talk to each other and fight each other.
1: I would I would back you on that, except they pulled a really fucking sneaky move in that the first two movies were not, like, the, this movie was Spider-Man's origin story. It was him because, finally yeah, becoming Spider-Man because basically the other two Spider-Man, they yeah. they're bitten yeah, yeah, by yeah, a radioactive yeah. spider yeah. and, then, uh, and then, like, Uncle Ben dies uh, and just beforehand he gets the great power, great responsibility. They flipped yeah. it. Yeah, and they they do that with Aunt May giving him the speech, yeah. and then of course again, boom, huge spoiler. Did, uh, yeah, like they like kill them, yeah. her, and I'm like, holy shit! This whole three parter yeah, has been his origin story, and right, now so, of course at the end, you finally get to see the the the, the blue suit.
0: Yeah, which was which is okay. the actual like and that's I, the beginning. I Love that you're totally right. I'm dude. like you're fuck. Totally we've been right. watching prequels now, but but I, and I will say though, like as much as I. It, that landed for me. I can't say that enough. I totally agree that catharsis was there. I was emotional when he finally wraps it up alone and gets his little apartment and begins basically where Toby yeah. Maguire kind of began, right? Um, but there was a little bit of me that was like, I think I'm more excited. I don't think they're going to continue. Maybe you know more than I do. I think I, I was a little bit more excited about what that new series was going to feel like with Tom Tom Holland isolated and away from all of this I think I was a little distracted by all this multiverse stuff. To be honest with you, it didn't feel as grounded yeah. in story and character as the original. Couple I mean, phases I'll, of the, I'll grant you, the Marvel they, stuff.
1: They had some fun with it, but it also definitely served a purpose to the story because it was it was them guiding him through his becoming. Spider-Man. I, I, yeah so i know you're was, right you're right it and he's like he, little, he became felt, the le- he became a leader that he needed to be he had know, the the big moment changing thing like felt manipulative did, like i know get it i get it
0: um there was, but, there I, was know, I'll some, bless myself because yeah it, you know what <laughs> at this at this point if you're getting criticism at this point <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> buzzed myself twice i'll drink twice yeah though. right <laughs> If you're, if you're approaching movie fucking 30 and we're finally starting to really pick apart what you're doing with your universe, like, congratulations, you know, hmm.
1: good for you guys. Also, to- I, I just want to jump ahead quickly <laughs> because like you stayed for the after credit scenes, right? Of which there's two. Yeah. Um, everyone that's listening knows this because if you haven't seen the movie, you've turned this episode off. Um, there are
0: two folks. Yeah. Just see yeah. if anyone wants to stay.
1: Yeah. If, if you missed them, look them up. I'm sure they're on the internet already. Um, and you have you seen Venom 2, Venom, let there be carnage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about yeah. it. Oh, yes, yes, that's right.
1: Because um, a lot of people hadn't, and it, that's the first time I've ever seen them do a two part after credit scene. Yeah, like it, where the first half of it was to set up the gag, and then the second half of it was the resolve. Um, in in the end of this movie, and that's where they're Talking going with to it.
0: each other. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it was no, it was the uh, where he sees like at the end of. Venom, and I'm going to spoil Venom here because we already did. But uh, like the Let the Be Carnage thing, he shifts and he sees Spider-Man on the TV. So he's in their universe. Right. And then the second credit scene, the spell that they do sends him back to his. But there's a little symbiote left on the table. And that was the, the last reaction where everybody lost their mind. Because then somewhere in the near future, we're getting Venom Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. That's, which is definitely going to Like happen. that's what
1: they're leaning towards. Yeah, and like that happens when he's when he's alone. Like he he like gets that sort of thing. So like it is going to be, be a great a great progression for me. And like there is no it... sign of them stopping.
0: It's right. Which which again you know take it or leave it. It is what it is. I It'll am be the first a... Spider Man
1: think... series to make it to four.
0: I think I am ultimately <laughs> Team Scorsese in the big picture conversation about what's happening with cinema. Um, But I still feel like you got to be able to just put your fun, your Kevin Feige cap on. The man always wears a baseball cap, and you got to be able to sit down Mm. and realize the achievement and just the pure joy of what they have been able to accomplish with an entire, you know, again, entire universe and now a metaverse of of lots of different characters. And these movies speak to each other. So if you're into that Mm. style of storytelling, there's a lot of good novelists that do that. I think this is turning into something. I think this is turning into something that is going to be mostly in communication with itself which is fine like again if you're into that serialized thing yeah. um i think when they introduced like iron man i think what was cool about it for me was that it felt like it took place in our world and these past several movies i've been feeling more like it's taking place in a marvel world which is totally okay but uh i think as they move forward they may i'm curious if they're going to gain or lose audience audience members because of that
1: yeah the, I mean, I know the TV series properties are way more grounded, like the streaming stuff they're doing on Disney+. they yeah, like is in is like is our reality, way, is way more grounded. It's pretty much. I mean, Wonder is not Wonder not in any reality, but uh, yeah, it's, it's still it's still somewhat grounded. Like there's a grounded element to it. Um, Loki is completely out there in all sorts of realities, but again, when they go to these places in Loki, it's it's real. It is, and I get, yeah. I, get I get, I get that. Like, yeah, okay. Maybe Spider Man. I but I feel like in this case, like you're introducing the multiverse. They had to introduce the possibilities. Yeah, they might have had to let the realism suffer a little,
0: which is you know, you know, whatever. It's a, it doesn't really matter. Like you're you're gonna go in for these things or you're not. Like I don't think. uh I'd be. I would again. I'm really curious to talk to some famous critics right now. Like, what does it feel like to be a critic in a film world that is dominated by this genre so heavily right now? like i wonder if mm. they feel like they have to hold it to the same level of accountability that they would you know adult drama you know one offs like is that even fair is that appropriate are you should you look at the MCU I, I feel like the is, fans are doing that for theme? them <laughs> i mean i know fans are bitter but it, it's it's ironic though because i feel like this was a very I, I don't like the term fans i don't want to cheapen it but you know what i mean that this movie was this movie was for the fans like and the, like, if that's you had never thing, though, seen like, one of these older Spider Mans, you wouldn't have gotten this movie as well. It wouldn't you, have made sense you, to you.
1: When you look at it though, um, like there's fan service, and then there's well, I guess what I'd call plot fan service. Like this, this served the plot. It wasn't just fan service for the sake of fan service. Not like we got in like the victory lap of Avengers Endgame.
0: Mm. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It serves mm. the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give yourself that. <laughs> And then, I, all right, so I guess this is the last comment, and then I'll, I'll get off this horse, and we can talk about the filmmaking, which is always always incredible. John Watts directed the shit out of out of this. St- I mean, he's had all three of these, right? This is his third one. So we'll get back to him in a and second. He, I just want to point this out for the just the 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 climate that we're living in right now. I couldn't help but walk away from this thinking, th- this is not a criticism. It's it's a question for Ki- Kevin Feige and the whole team over there. They have now proclaimed with, with bringing this back, as, as Dave stated, with great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man said it in the original Sony production with Tobey Maguire. that was like the very end of it. Um, and they have now brought that phrase back. Uh, so now it is front and center. And I'm just curious, as the most dominant voice in our cinematic climate right now, I would be curious to know if we could talk with Kevin Feige. How does it feel to have that kind of power? And do you feel that continuing with this serialization of these characters is the most responsible thing that Marvel could be doing as the most dominant force alive right now? I'll leave it at that, and then I'll, I'll back it up with just an anecdote. As proud know, what, and what, happy. What,
1: no, but what do, you, what do you want these movies to be? Like, do hold on, do you want so, them to teach the I, youth? I don't or? know.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm asking this because I can't help but notice that this movie, which was a really good movie, made this amount of money in its opening weekend – and the picture we saw last week, which I think is probably the best picture of the year, has only made $17 million worldwide. That's yeah. West Side Story. So as happy as I am to go and support and have a great fucking time and eat the popcorn, and as happy as I am for Marvel and Kevin Feige and everyone to continue making tons of money and, ha- and have this whole new landscape that is just, they are writing it as they see it. They can do whatever they want. People are coming to it. I am just going to put it out there as a, as a fellow cinephile of all movies. Made me a little sad to realize that a really wonderful picture by a really seriously well-known director, Steven Spielberg, who used to be able to fill seats, has not even made a half of his budget back. Yeah. It's just something I thought it would put out there. I mean, that, that, that also,
1: know. yeah. I mean, I, again, that also like surprises and disappoints me. I'm, I'm disappointed that more people didn't go and see that. Um, and I get that like most of the people who would have gone and seen that were well, like, I'm not going to a theater at the moment. Fucking COVID. So, again... Totally, they, yeah. I, I feel like yeah. they, they maybe. maybe, maybe if they'd sat on it another six, seven months till we get this, it's like hopefully this variant. Just, it is a little bit of a shame out.
0: though, because this is the this is the fourth Marvel release of this year, right, in the theaters. Black Widow, or was that last mm-hmm. year? No, that was this past uh, spring. Was, that was it? Yeah, we saw was, it before. Yeah, was, I was, I was yeah. in North Carolina. Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals. And Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I watched a little, a wonderful film essay, um, by eyebrow cinema. It's a YouTube channel. He does film essays, um, breaks down movies or genres or whatever directors. And he was talking about Disney animated features from the the second golden age in the eight, late 80s into the nineties. And he was talking about how at some point the formula kind of started to break down and some people started paying a little bit less attention to them in the latter ones, quasi, uh, Hunchback, of Notre Dame, Pocahontas, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he made a comment in there that maybe one of the reasons why that was happening is because they were releasing almost one a year and people kind of got overstimulated. Uh, no. And it just made me why, think... Why, why
1: wow. that happened is because they weren't just releasing one a year. They were releasing one a year and then seven direct-to-video sequels.
0: They were releasing the sequels, but I think you know but like like where i going a, with They this had thing. a
1: whole direct-to-video wing. So if you got one movie, you would have six follow-up movies in Kmart sitting there waiting for you to buy and like the happiest know, day on earth was when that fucking director video wing got shut down, to be honest. Like, I know, I agree was with atrocious. that. But I think
0: you know where I'm going with this. It's hard to have, when you are on top, and of course, I, I respect the fuck out of them. This is not a criticism of their business success, they've nailed it. Disney, I know, merged with them and acquired them, but technically Kevin Feige still runs that shop. They have dominated this. But I will just point out we are now in Oscar season. Nightmare Alley came out this weekend. West Side Story came out last weekend. Yeah, Nightmare Alley did not do good. And neither of these stand a chance to make the amount of money that they could possibly make if Marvel didn't release four movies a year. (laughs) So it's just, it's like it's impossible to compete with. Like,
1: you you know that Marvel is going to get a gigantic (laughs) response. Who the fuck released Nightmare Alley on the same day as Spider-Man?
0: I don't know. Who knows? And we really don't what know what was this. We're just we talking here. like I don't know if that was a COVID pushback some, scheduling. Somebody thing.
1: somebody got a nasty email for that one, I'm sure. So it's did like,
0: a fucking the being of the Ricardos came out this so there's like a bunch of Oscar mm. movies that are being released every weekend now. And all we can say for sure is that for the next month, the IMAX and expanded formats are going to be swallowed up by Spider Man for sure. I mean Matrix of, will probably the, get some of them next weekend, but
1: none of the people just, voting on Oscar films go to the movies anyway. They get them sent to their house.
0: I guess that's true. But nonetheless, <laughs> we're talking about theatrical releases because there's a lot of money in, in those things. We still do look at those numbers. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to pose that as a question as a movie lover, as a cinephile, as a paying audience member, and maybe to anyone who is in power that listens. For a movie that just said, with great power comes responsibility, respond to us, folks. What do we think about the Marvel Cinematic Universe and their level of responsibility to the cinematic climate we currently live in? Are they a monopoly? Do are we excited about it? Do we want more? Do we think they should maybe share the wealth a little bit and let some other people have a chance? Let's, Coming soon, uh, John
1: opens his own sub podcast where it's a Ridley Scott "Go Fuck Yourself" tour.
0: I mean, it's just, <laughs> I just want other people to have a chance. West Side Story made I like know. $17 like West, million West Side, dollars. That's a great example of West Side <laughs> it Story. It's like
1: that should that was a fantastic crazy. film and that should have made so much more. But it yeah,
0: it is, and we and like. We're, we're definitely going to see Nightmare Alley, but, you it's know, like, this was a toss-up because we wanted to everybody, see Spider-Man, too. Your date too. night tough.
1: film should not be Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. Go see it. But also yeah. go see other things. <laughs> yes, you know, like, see let's, other let's things. see other movies. Anyway, let's talk about the filmmaking, dude. Um, you mentioned that in the middle of this movie, it takes a turn. And boy, does it take a turn. I thought they held the reins. I felt like John Watts, mm-hmm. who directed this, the tone didn't go so incredibly dramatic that it felt like a different movie and all the performers brought it. So there yeah. is a very intense tragedy in the middle of this film where Aunt May fucking gets it. Marissa Tomei dies in the middle of this film and Tom Holland goes all in. It, it felt a little bit different to me than the rest of the film so that I kind of wished that they were, I kind of was hoping that they were going to open up a brand new tone that was going to be sustained for the rest of the movie. It didn't really happen though. They kind of did go back when the new Spider-Man came in, Tom Maguire and Andrew Garfield. It kind of went back to the fun, more bantery, action, adventure kind of feel. I was, I was very, I was affected though when she passed away. That was, mm. that was sad. Tom really that brought was, it. That was the a rip twist with that Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. That I loved his, his performance. It Was great. Yeah, he did a good like job. Like he,
1: he came in and he looked so fucking vulnerable. Yeah. And they, like, they really lent into like what the drugs had done to him. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I feel like that was like every single one of these characters. They fleshed them out and made you feel just a
0: little bit sorry for them. Right, right, well, yeah, we can't leave. We, we have to talk about this because this is huge. I wanted, I wanted. To, I remember in the theater thinking, I want to ask Dave this question. This whole movie to me, it felt like the theme was second chances, a new origin yeah. for a new Spider-Man, yep. and their whole plot. The way they support that with the plot is that Peter Parker's his want versus his need as a character. His want in this movie. Was to try to cure all of these villains that are from these other dimensions because Doctor Strange basically explains to him that when he sends all these people back, they're he doesn't explain it, but what they're dead. Yeah. They're all already yeah. dead from if if anyone who has watched these other earlier movies. So Peter Parker in our, our Peter Parker, Tom Holland, realizes, Oh my god, that's terrible. There's gotta be a way we can help them or save them or cure them. So the whole fucking theme of this movie is about trying to save these villains, these monsters from being monsters. Do- There's no way they did that by accident. What do you think was no. going over there at Sony when they were writing this script and they were talking about that theme? We're living in this age of political division. We're living in the age of real world monsters who we kicked out of office a few, mm. like last year. Like, I, what do you think is,
1: <laughs> I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was politically motivated at all. I think, I feel like, this was a case of um, everything in that scenario was leading up to her giving him that speech about with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. And like, this is why you have to help these people. You can't just write them off. Like, give them, give them a chance. Like, they have, you have, you know, of a way to fix this problem. So you should do everything you can to fix this problem.
0: But what do you think, Deb, and- as a comic book fan, what do you think this means? They have literally just, they changed a precedent. Of all comic books, right? That basically, up until this movie, I was just thinking real big picture across DC, across Marvel. Villains were were served justice. This is the first time I have ever seen a, a certainly more than one villain get the entire the, the entire approach towards defeating them was to save them. I, I've never seen that before. Is am I right about that, or is this
1: no? I, I that's like that's a common theme. Um, it's like, give me Batman. some other examples
0: though. Cause I know Super, Batman, like I mean, he still puts them in fucking Arkham. Ar- he, uh, right, he, he, he puts them, puts them in, in Arkham. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, that's Super, not, Superman never them. kills. He will, he will try and help them. Like there, there's, there's those sort of heroes. But um, they usually
0: beat the shit out of them and then arrest them or put them somehow they put them in the justice system. Like that doesn't happen here. Right. They are, they are cured. They're they are. We see yeah. them become good. I think people it's the first again. time
1: we've come across someone who had a, like a method to, to cure them science i guess yeah
0: in a a high school laboratory (laughs) in a high school laboratory those (laughs) things are well stocked man (laughs) i was thinking that was like wow they have everything they need huh everything they need is in this public high school in queens ready to rock that was funny uh i thought about that though that that did strike me that they chose to cure them and they really did like there was a good device of like the other two spider-man talking to him about how it's never worth killing someone. It doesn't make anything better.
1: Yeah, because I mean, wanted I love the Green Goblin. That yeah, they, they made they made him them a piece of his journey. They were there for his like so up until, transformation. I guess like and he now becomes Spider Man,
0: which was awesome. And I liked that they helped him become that. And mm. up until the very last moment, though, like there was a part of me that thought, no, nah, the Green Goblin might he might push it so far. That they're going to realize that this is only true if it can be true. And sometimes people just need to be dealt with. Like sometimes yeah. it is the Wild West and you have to put them down. But luckily, they had some green goo that they should, they injected into Willem Dafoe's <laughs> neck. That but saved it was, Jim yeah, it was, it was, his, it was a uh, journey
1: getting that in the neck. But uh, like again, it <laughs> was like, oh my God, that Tobey Maguire line. It's like, <laughs> uh, don't worry. This Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, this is not my first time being stepped. <laughs> That's yeah like, i know Tell what happened good, to you buddy by the way. Yeah, he looked great. <laughs> they looked great all of them look great
0: that was fun andrew garfield i liked it they kind his, of poked and, fun at the fact that his spider-man is definitely kind of the the feel the, good the, the feel good <laughs> the least fleshed out the least dramatic spider-man even though he got to save you know that was touching. Well, actually, that, was, that cried was a when huge he
1: moment yeah yeah like that was he nailed that moment too because that wouldn't have worked if he hadn't pulled it off the way he did
0: just the performance like, yeah well was a, was yeah cuz like, like i like i remember okay? seeing
1: <laughs> i remember seeing that and it, like and like he sold that before anything was even like he landed and boom sold in, instantly in his reaction like yeah. that was a that was a great moment
0: um filmmaking wise though i thought um i remember thinking an hour and a half in i don't know what time it was but it felt like it was more than an hour an hour in, Peter Parker realizes, well, he says, like, I don't care, it's my mistake, we have to send them all back. And then the other two start, they enter into his, to the story, the other two Spider-Man, and they have a new way to approach dealing with this. But this is basically in his lament of Aunt May, and he's thinking, I made a huge mistake, it's time to send these people back, I, I don't care if they die, I don't care who dies. I do remember thinking that that took, that took, it took a long time to get there but that the last 45 minutes of the movie probably would not have mattered if it didn't take them that long to get there. So there's almost like a complete movie leading up to the death of Aunt May. Like they could have split this thing up. If this was a serial, you know, a three-part miniseries, that would have been part one and two. (laughs) What did you say?
1: God, I'm glad they didn't. I couldn't have taken that. (laughs) Like,
0: What do you think they would have? Do you agree with me, though, that it... Did you feel like some of the exposition was clunky or took too long, or do you feel like it really needed I, the, the to only, take that? The long only time,
1: the only time was in the lab when they were making all the stuff and the the banter around the like round and round. I was like, I'm kind of done with this scene. That was the only time in the movie I thought that. Everything else, I feel like they used every second they had to their perfect advantage.
0: Nice, dude. Hmm. There were some moments with Strange towards the beginning where it was. I don't know. Banter is always hard because, again, you have to put on your Marvel cap. Marvel likes banter. You got to kind of go in expecting like there's going to be there are some jokes that come out of plot, too. They're really good writers. But some of the plot, uh, some of the jokes come out of banter. And you also have to just put another handful of popcorn in your mouth and enjoy yourself. So I Mm. I tried to let that stuff go because I do think that in the scope of what they were trying to do with this, this movie, whatever position it's in, number 27 or 28 or 29, this was the end of another era, right? This was kind of an in-game feeling uh, movie?
1: No, this is, this, kick, this is one of the kickoffs of like Phase 4.
0: Really? See, so I feel but like this, the this was beginning. the cusp. I feel like this was them saying, we're wrapping up a lot of things that you've seen before. We're now going to nope. lean into these different genre things that they're going to start no, doing this with is, their new releases. this is
1: just the beginning. This, this, like, this started with WandaVision. And this movie happens apparently at the same time as *WandaVision*, um, which explains why Strange doesn't turn up because uh, he gets locked away in the in the Mirror Dimension. But um, yeah, this this is the like this is their entry into the multiverse, and it only gets more weird from here.
0: Wait a second, dude! You're telling me they're definitely going to make? I thought this was us saying goodbye to Tom Holland. Oh no. Are you serious? No, I thought this, this was is, his Iron nope. Man goodbye. I mean, they literally no. have the death no, scene. We're happy. John Favreau says this happened, and then he's like, "He's still going to be with us. He'll still be." I thought John. I thought Tom this Holland might was just be, saying Spider Man will this still might be there, but the you won't end see him of, anymore.
1: It it might be the end of Spider Man the MCU, but it's not the end of Spider Man with Tom Holland
0: because of that cartoon series, though, right? The animated series. I think this might be uh, the end Spider-Man. of the live action.
1: Yeah. No, it's not. They're, they've already they're already working on. Other
0: no, 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 stuff. no! Didn't they? Didn't Disney Marvel just greenlight or just talk about a release of a new animated? Not the uh, Into the Spider Verse sequels. Okay. Th- the separate one. I thought they just. I don't know. I, just, I just know Holland. that
1: everything, everything I'm reading at the moment is like there are more Spider Man movies coming. Wow.
0: And okay. Well, Jesus they, Christ. Right, well, that's but a little. It will, <laughs> but it'll it'll
1: fall into uh, Sony's Spider Verse, so you'll have like Morbius and Venom and. Tom Holland.
0: All right. Okay. My goodness. Wow. Okay. I thought this yeah. was...
1: So this might be him done was with that, the MCU yeah. for quite some time.
0: He's gonna that was like funny when he was trying to Sony. explain the Avengers to the other two Man. <laughs> I don't know how to work in a team. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. That's great. Uh, what is that? <laughs> yeah. You were on the Avengers? Cool. Was that a band? <laughs> you in a band? <laughs> yeah, it was touching. Uh, I'm not going to yeah, lie, it was- though. If, if what you just said is true... I think that takes a little bit of way away from what I just experienced. I feel like they were kind of putting this to bed, and I felt an emotional catharsis because of that. I was like, hey, "Thank you, Tom Holland. You rocked it. You gave us like yeah. seven no, this or was, eight movies." I feel like
1: this was. I feel like this was Sony kind of putting the MCU to bed for a little while, so that they can use him for their own stuff. Okay. Um, All
0: right. Well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see what they do. Um, but I, I, I mean, he's not done with the MCU Marvel either. Tone. I hope he doesn't get wrapped up in the venom tone. I think I told I wasn't a huge fan of that tone. I hope it doesn't feel like that. I I really enjoyed the 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 not a sadness, it's not sadness, but there was a very intense like grounded I'm back, uh, the end of Lord of the Rings. Well, I'm back. Kind of feeling mm. at the end of this movie when he hops out of his window over Rockefeller Center, I really enjoyed that tone. I was kind of hoping they would pick up their kind of the tone of the Sam Raimi's like I felt like Toby Maguire's even though in a lot of other ways they were more the the color palette and stuff was more fantastical and more comic booky. Emotionally, I feel like it was it was a little bit more dramatic.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean we've just we've literally just got to his origin.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. That's the thing. Like the story's
1: just started.
0: Which is very cool. I'll tell you, did you have a did
1: you have were you able to pick out a favorite line in this? Because I I love the fact they had a little dig at Marvel in this with Jamie Foxx. I mean Jamie
0: a lot of the villains had some really funny one-liners. Which one are you talking about? When he's
1: when Jamie Foxx is down and he's like, oh, you, you're just a kid. And he's like, yeah, what what do you expect? And he's like, well, you live in Queens, you help poor people, yeah. and you wear a mask. I thought, I thought you'd be black. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's got to be a black Spider-Man people. out
1: there somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, oh,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> which which did, did, make me, it did make me excited. I can't wait for, for the sequel of that. That was a really great movie, Spider-Verse. Um, yeah. I can't wait
1: for the live action one. They've got to get to the live action of Miles eventually.
0: I mean, I know what you mean, but like, all right, I'll push back on that a little bit, I guess. Let's just have that debate. Like, I guess I guess I would just ask, why? Like, that movie was so cool because of the animation and because of what they were able to do. Yeah. Why do we need to make it a live action one? Is it just so we can see a real live person of color? I, I understand that argument for sure.
1: No, it's just because it's a really fucking cool character. Like, it's and it's... <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, it was cool. I just think they can continue that in their in their awesome. And and they universe. are. There's
1: like we're getting yeah. we're getting a second one of those. So I'm I ass Oh yeah, it was.
0: Anyone who hasn't seen that, that was one of my favorite movies of twenty whenever that was, seventeen. I can't remember when that came out. That was fun.
1: I Time has no meaning anymore.
0: Really fun, really fun spin on it. Um anything filmmaking wise we want to jump into. I mean, these all the again, all these Marvel <laughs> movies are just so could you imagine, the way they handle their action. Could you imagine um, me, the
1: previous tech on this? And it's like, well, it's, there's 18 months of my life. Like, can you, I know,
0: dude. can you imagine? Yeah. So, yeah, right, the, I'm just going to yeah. give a little in here just to give people a little taste of what this is like. I was privileged enough to be able to be on a Zoom call with Ryan Coogler over the summer. And he was talking to a group of us and we were just asking him questions. And he said that he had been in previs. For the next Black Panther, he was in his second year of previs. Yeah, folks, this is but this is also pre-production. If anyone who doesn't understand the difference, but in previs, I was uh, yeah, that that's was only half point. a joke. What I said? It's <laughs> no, <is> so true. <laughs> there is a point in your pre-production in these kinds of movies where there's so much technical special effects that they have basically decided to let's not just pre-visualize and make literally 3D, like almost like video game style animation of the big action sequences. Let's just do the whole fucking movie so we can understand all the pacing and everything. So they literally create a pre-visualization composite of the entire film before it is ever shot any of it. Mm -hmm. And so the movies like this, to to take it back to this picture with director John Watts, who made all three of these Spider-Man movies. He probably worked on this movie for over two years uh, before it ever even you ever even saw the first trailer, he probably yep. you know was in pre-visualization before anybody even finalized Actually, this, all the extra casting would have been a little, and stuff.
1: This one would have been a little quicker because they already had all the models.
0: They so. did have a lot of the models. No, you're <laughs> totally right, and they yeah. had a lot of the key cast already in place. So it and wasn't... they
1: already had they already have New York left over from Avengers. So,
0: man, it really was a. It's just all, all the I really enjoyed the first. Uh, Story-wise, I feel like it, it really explodes out of nowhere. So again, you gotta just commit to it. When Dr. Octopus Doc Ock appears, you gotta get, just be like, all right, here comes the multiverse. You gotta just put that handful of popcorn in your mouth and say, fuck yeah, let's do it. But I really enjoyed But again, the, his, the his character is awesome too. Like what they did with turn him. was great, dude. I loved yeah. that. Alfred Molina, folks. We're told we're gonna spoil something here. He's the first one to get the cure. And it's so refreshing because he is so angry and menacing. He is in this one, he is in the others. He's not quite as I'm glad they gave him this because I always felt like Doc Ock, with the way they handled him in was that number two? Was that Raimi's second one? Which I think Mm -hmm. is my favorite Spider-Man movie. I really like that. I love that rhinoceros got a mention. Oh, oh yeah, Rhino! Funny. Rhino got to mention <laughs> Yeah, because, like, it was it was like
1: the <laughs> people were so pissed off because they're like Paul Giamatti as as Rhino. That's going to be awesome, and he was in the last thirty seconds of the fucking film. That was it was like the stinger for the next one that we never got.
0: Not cool. I know. Really. Yeah. The, all those amazing Spider Man movies, I don't think hold up as well. We could talk. We could do a whole series on those three movies if we wanted to. But I really like number two, Sam Raimi's second Spider Man with Tony McGuire. and I I appreciated that they let Ah. Uh, uh, Dr. Octopus have a, a little bit more of an arc here because yeah. he, goes, he goes bad so quickly in that second one that he does kind of turn into a two-dimensional villain. Unlike just the nature of the Hobgoblin, he is split in two. So you always get to see his conflict a little bit more. So I thought yeah. it was cool that they let Doc Ock get cured first here so, so that he was... Green Goblin. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin's another oh, yeah, one. excuse me. Green Goblin. <laughs> but in light of that, I wanted to ask you this. Do you think, um, what does Tolkien call the eagles? He has like a whole word that he uses for the the savior at the very end oh, of the third. God, act.
1: I can't remember. Yeah, the
0: yuka yuka something. The Doc Ock kind of comes out of nowhere at the end of this movie and really does save the day. He really helps them out in a very big way. It's very without him, I don't know if they would have won. Kind of thing that
1: got me too. Though. Did that work like, for you? Yeah, I was like, what? did you think
0: he had? Because I feel like that was a little. I don't know if that worked for me perfectly because they never I was, showed. By that point, him I was invested. Bad.
1: By that point, I was invested, and he's turned up with them, and I'm like, "Oh shit, it didn't work." It didn't. You and, just said you just. Yeah. That's
0: how you justified it. It Just didn't. Yeah, I was like, kind of "Shit!" It
1: did. Like he's he's gone back, and I wanted yeah, then, just
0: one moment where the villains were alone, or something, or even where he was just alone. It would just. Mm. I just needed one tiny moment to justify that, and I think it would have worked better for me. It felt a little bit like save the day. Fair. But but it yeah, didn't take it away. I didn't they probably didn't is it that me. scene
1: probably exists.
0: It probably does. I know. It's probably on the in the uh, we'll the get trash that in the special on features on the computer. Blu-ray,
1: because yeah. For God's sake, buy the Blu-ray, because you never know when they're gonna like upload the PG version.
0: What did you think about Dave? Explain this to me. I know we're getting a long episode here, oh, but Jesus. I just yeah. explain this to me. When uh
1: this.
0: when the Green Goblin Yeah, let's get let's get the next beers <laughs> on. When the Green Goblin Becomes really strong. What was that? How did he get the super strength? He always had the strength. That was, did he that really? was part of what the serum did. Yeah, dude, I don't think I realized that. Did they? I'm tr- I was. Tr- I haven't watched those movies in a long time. I don't remember him being at- that strong, where he could literally hand to hand put mm. up a really good fight with Spider Man. I think I just forgot that. So there's an awesome sequence. Maybe what they we're didn't talking flesh that out, folks. Maybe they didn't flesh that awesome out enough. There an awesome sequence where. Uh, the Green Goblin basically reveals that he's been using them to get that when they're all trying to cure and he basically turns and releases all the villains and he starts fighting Spider-Man and they have an awesome like fist fight. It's a great fight. <laughs> it's a fucking fist fight. It's not even, it's not like mm. martial arts. It's like they're actually like duking it it's out, like throwing each other through walls and Season two and Daredevil floors.
1: like fist fight.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet. Dude, we got to mention that in a second. But uh, that caught me a little bit off guard that he was so strong. I don't think I remember it being that obvious in the sam raimi version but uh i I could have missed that i just didn't know if i missed something in this movie Maybe
1: i mean maybe it wasn't because i feel like every single one of those villains got fleshed out more and like got their moment more like they every single person was given their moment to shine a little bit in like in this and i I, that's why i'm like a big fan of the writing and that's why it's one of my favorites because like this is not what you normally expect from a hero villain scenario
0: it was so much fun and since mm. you since you teased it, let's just say it. One of my favorite moments in this movie because yes. I do still think <laughs> I, I look. I'm going to be totally honest. I haven't kept up with all the Marvel series. I didn't finish all the Netflix series uh, of the uh, Defenders. I have not watched Hawkeye. I have not watched Loki. So I, I'm not. I'm not staying on top of this stuff in the same way that the David is. But I've loved Daredevil. I have consumed when it first everything. Came out. He has. <laughs> Daredevil, I Daredevil still think, was is probably awesome. the best one. I, I think that critically, a lot of people still feel that way. And Matthew Murdoch, is that his name?
1: Matt Murdoch, yeah.
0: He appears in this one as a
1: lawyer. Charlie, Charlie Cox.
0: <laughs> and I kind of want him to get his own movie. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I well, love that uh, the, character. Uh, that was
1: the thing. They announced just before that, before the movie came out, that he is now and will always be the MCU's Daredevil.
0: Which is really so cool. because is, Let me and tie this back. Like
1: they're setting that up. I think they
0: should, because let me tie this back to that comment I made earlier. If we're no longer going to be fighting giant aliens from out of space for the sake of the universe, if Doctor Strange is handling that in his own world, and a lot of these other characters are going to be brought back down to something smaller. Again, Spider-Man jumps out of his window next to Rockefeller Center at the end of this movie. I think they're going to try to take it back to smaller, intimate stories and build up again, which I love. I think that's a really good decision. Well, actually, I think they're heading, they're heading for Sinister Six, dude. Well, that's fucking ridiculous. But don't get in the way of my point, Dave. Fucking <laughs> okay, so, the fuck up. <laughs> My point was, Matt Murdock lives in the real world because he's not a, a superhero that can fight aliens from outer space, but he can kick ass around the realism. He's a lawyer yeah. who is rooted in realism. His friends are rooted in realism. His world revolves around New York City. So I think that would be hmm. fun to have. I want to see him get a great movie that is a little bit more intimate and grounded. Because I still think those movies are so much fun too. I watched Batman Returns uh, not too long ago. Haven't seen that one in a long time. (laughs) And it was really refreshing seeing like Mm. the practical elements and it taking place in an insulated environment, not alluding to or implying that there's the, the, the bigger picture, metaverse, universe, outer space stuff. It was really refreshing. So I would love to see them bring Matt Murdock to the big screen in an intimate story about organized crime mm. and him kicking I'm, ass, I would be I'm awful. pretty
1: sure. I mean, that also opens the door to, um, like, you've got Jessica Jones back, you've got Luke Cage back, uh, Iron Fist, I don't know if they'll bring back. Yeah, you think he's going to
0: come back? Yeah.
1: I, well, Shang-Chi kind of leans into saying, yeah, having Iron gonna, Fist. I think they but, should do that. But, again, uh, that actor was notoriously hard to work with from all accounts that came out after that series wrapped. So... Oh, I don't true. know. They, they, they know may they may They may recast him. Um but the biggest thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin a little bit of Hawkeye here for you. Do it, um yeah. there's spoiler a spoiler alert, motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah, if yeah, <laughs> we haven't already. Spoiler for but, a different uh, series. <laughs> well, no, the the day after they announced Charlie Cox was once and for all the MCU's daredevil in Hawkeye, there they go into like basically there's a there's a whole like scenario where they're there's a conspiracy going on and one of them tracks a character in and she's standing there talking to fucking Kingpin. And it's Dinofrio. Dinofrio. It's it? Dinofrio. He is now in the MCU. And I lost my fucking mind and danced around the living room. I'm just seriously, I've been waiting for that guy to come back. And I it was the happiest day. Season so one I had that followed by Spider-Man. I was like, fuck yes!"
0: That was good television, man. That was amazing. cinema. Mm. Like the filmmaking, the storytelling. That yeah. was really good. It, it, was, really it was really good. good. Mm. So yeah, if they deserve, a, if they're going to start opening up the movie platforms as well, he would probably be my first choice for any of these uh, TV characters to ascend into that next level.
1: I feel like they'll bring them in as ancillary characters when something happens in New York. for I don't know. But I mean, Kate Bishop's coming We've got, like, she's in Hawkeye. Obviously, we know that already. Um, so that's an extra character that's being thrown in, and they nailed that as well. There's there's a lot happening. You should really watch the series. They're really fucking uh, good.
0: Yeah, Jeff said nice things too. You said nice things. Hmm. So, um, yeah, Loki's me, i still behind.
1: And Loki also introduces the big villain for Phase 4. So, All right, he, wow. Apparently, it was supposed to be an after credit scene where they met, revealed him, but he was so fucking good, they gave him an entire episode to monologue. So...
0: This is crazy. And we still have like the big ones to look forward to as well. Uh Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor, they're yep. still coming back in number well, 3. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy,
1: that's 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 going to be a wrap-up film. Uh cuz the that Guardians team is done.
0: Is Gunn directing like this, it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nice. Good.
1: Writing and directing. Good. Um Yeah, that so that's going to be a wrap-up for that team. Um and we'll see what the new Guardians are after that, I guess.
0: Well, you know what, folks, We have passed an hour. I think we have told you all the good things about this movie. It is fun to watch. I think I laid down some criticisms as well. Come at us if you disagree. I would love to hear everybody's thoughts on the MCU stuff with the responsibility thing. I would love for everyone to go see this movie and West Side Story and some other great movies because I think they all all deserve to be seen.
1: really worth it.
0: But yeah, definitely enjoy yourself. Have a great time in the theater with this one. I think think you're going to have fun. Before we wrap up, what have you been watching? What the fuck have I been watching? Well, I told you, uh, two nights ago, I watched Batman Returns. That was a a lovely rewatch. I had not seen that one in a long Mm -hmm. time. And I started that series, uh, Darren Aronofsky is producing us on Disney Plus called Welcome to Earth with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've checked it out yet, but it goes around the world to some cool exploration kind of things, you know, and they're all touching on a different sense, smell, sight, touch, you know, things like that. Um, so it's kind of an interesting uh, perspective like on exploration and natural, naturalistic documentation, kind of documentary, kind of feeling stuff. Uh, so that has been fun. I also have been laying into the holiday movies. So I watched The Home Runs, ah. which was always ah, fun. Did you even refreshing. watch the
1: new one? Did you watch the new one?
0: What new one? They made another one. There's past-
1: a, yeah, there's a new one. I we're gonna have to do a show on this. I, I feel I feel it wasn't really that bad coming on. What?
0: Wait a second. How, what number was that? <laughs>
1: Uh, after it's, number it's,
0: three where there was like a nuclear bomb in the new kids like backpack no, and he was is, like is, I was like I can't this is, do this anymore
1: <laughs> yeah this is like I can't remember what it's called but it's I think it's on Netflix um, but yeah they've remade Home Alone with Jesus, a British okay. kid had with had a no British idea. kid
0: I had no idea oh uh, you know what else I watched I do want to shout this out because this was a in light of that speech I gave I watched um, Dope Sick I don't know if anyone has heard of that I don't mm. know if you've heard of that yeah,
1: yeah some of uh, that
0: Yeah, pretty big name cast uh, on Hulu, limited series dealing with the the Sacklers taking place from the Sacklers releasing OxyContin, developing in the late 80s, releasing in 96, dealing with all of the aftermath, mostly focusing on Appalachia uh, Appalachia and the court lawsuits that begin to be built against the Sacklers in the early 2000s. Um, Anyone who is Mm. at all interested in the opioid crisis should probably watch this show. Uh, it was it was informative, also compelling. The performances are strong. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone like if you like the movie Spotlight, that kind of vibe with like content that is built around real life stuff that has really strong performances and good fictional, you know, telling. This is probably one you should check out. I watched it in two days, quick and quick, not easy, but quick and compelling. Cool. I'll say that definitely check that out.
1: How about you, dude? Cool. Uh, I binge The Witcher. Season two of The Witcher is
0: out. Uh, that's we, season two. We, how many years did they take two. off?
1: Um, a year. Like they it was a year and a bit because wow. they kept getting held up because of pandemic. So yeah, that was. Uh, and there's an animated movie as well. I haven't seen yet. Um, Dude, how was it? seen I, it and I've apparently it's awesome. Seen a
0: moment of season that show. is it? Great? Season
1: two is so much better than season one. And season one is really, really? good in my opinion. Yeah, season one has a weird time thing where like things are happening in two different time frames. Season two doesn't do that. It settles right into the fucking story and it's great. I nice. love it. Um, I also, um, uh, I'm, I'm almost through season two of Lost in Space because season three has come out and it's finished, and that was the one I aforementioned that, With, uh, that, that those dickheads ruined for me. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and then I I tried to get into Cowboy Bebop. I so tried. I really tried.
0: That the live action, you, right?
1: Or the live no, the live action one came out recently. And it's already. Oh, been the axed.
0: trailer came out last. Yeah. I remember the trailer. Yeah, awesome.
1: The, the, yeah, the, the series has already been axed by Netflix, and I, I can understand why because it's just so fucking boring.
0: Are mm. you serious? God, that yeah. trailer looks incredible.
1: I know. I wanted this to be great, and it wasn't. Like That's I, a real I shame, I'm one man. and a half episodes in. I keep turning it off and watching something else.
0: One and a half. How long were the episodes? Were they hour long? Forty no, two minutes. Like, I think
1: they're like fifty minutes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Wow. Well, I just shit, like I just sucks. get bored.
0: That's too but yeah. bad. Uh, but well,
1: The Witcher absolutely recommend. It's fun and Henry Cavill owns this shit.
0: Good for Henry Cavill, man. I've always thought he was yeah. I wanted him to find like a role that he could really If he never does Superman again,
1: I'd be happy with him doing this.
0: Do you think he's going to? Are they bringing out more
1: I uh, know there's no plan. I who knows what the fuck Warner Brothers is doing. They keep like fucking yeah, themselves they, every time. Like, I think the, they need the to, left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. There's like a civil really, yeah, Brothers war going on. They can on.
0: feel that way. I think they need to figure out and maybe revamp what they're going to do with their whole. I know, mean, Black Adam's DC. coming.
1: We'll see. We'll see what happens there.
0: They have some opportunities for sure.
1: They do. It's going to be exciting. And The anyway. Rock's the Rock's kind of a producer on that one. So. Really? I, I have hope. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he's also playing Black Adam.
1: because oh, He's I the only person that. that could. He's the only person that could play that role.
0: I don't even know who that character is, so I'm excited. We all, yeah, like, look we all love Julien Johnson. <laughs> Folks, this was so much fun. Uh happy holidays. I don't think we'll be talking to you until after for anyone who celebrates Christmas. We'll be we'll be here after Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, mm. all the shit, all the things. Take your breaks, enjoy your time off from work, go see some fucking movies because there are see, a lot, of, good a lot movies of movies out right now. You got the Spider Man, No Way Home, you got West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, uh, the Ricardos. Uh, I think there's Licorice Pizza drops on Christmas Day. Licorice Peter, Pizza. Uh, yeah, wide.
1: absolutely. We, we, we've reviewed that. Feel free to drop mm-hmm. back and check that out. I think um, there was
0: one or two more. Uh, Matrix comes out next week. And Matrix comes out
1: next week. Something else about is that. Out.
0: So, open your eyes take a break maybe go see pick one or two of these things and try to go see them in the theater and give some money to these filmmakers
1: and if you don't Yay. feel like going to the theater <laughs> matrix is also on hbo max
0: that's true yeah L- yeah Maybe do to do that one at home so. and pick one of these other ones and go to the theater and let's try yeah. to support theatrical movie going let's do it safely wear your fucking mask i love wear you. your mask <laughs> all right Dave. that was fun, man until next time film fans